What's the number one reason residents stay or leave a property? Now, there's a couple ways to answer this question. Okay, a couple ways to answer this question. One would be what's the number one reason statistically and just overall? Another one would be what's the number one reason that's in a property manager's control? Yep. Right? And those might be two different answers. You are in the right place if you're here for the future of resident experience. We're going to dive right in because, listen, uh, there's no time to wait for a triple win. Future of resident experience is what we're going to talk about here. Uh, we're going to share a couple things that we haven't shared before, some exciting visions of the future. We're going to talk about why the word experience is so intentional, what industry leaders are doing today and what they're talking about uh, doing in the years to come. So if that sounds interesting to you, then you are in the right place. So listen, I'm Andrew Smallwood, but I do want to give a formal introduction to our CEO and co-founder of Second Nature, Thad Tarkington, who you can see is in our company's headquarters in Raleigh, North Carolina. Um, Thad, it's great to be with you today, my man. Yeah, great to be here. Thad, I'd like to get right into it, which is the title of this panel is Future of Resident Experience. And the word experience is significant, it's intentional, uh, it's important. Could you, could you give us a little context? And I'll, I'll draw some pictures uh, while you're talking, uh, just to talk about why the word experience was intentional and important. Absolutely. So... You know, the, the reason we think the word experience is important and you know, it's what we're really passionate about is if you look at you know, the history of economic value, and there's a book called The Experience Economy that really lays this out well. If you go back to call it you know, the 1700s, 90% of people farmed as a living. You know, so there was some services, there was some uh, manufacturing, but largely it was a cottage industry. Everyone did their own farming, their own housing, food. And that was really, um, you know, where, where people worked. And the only industry was commodities uh, gathering. So, you know, if you fast forward, you know, 200 years, you have the Industrial Revolution. And um, essentially uh, with manufacturing, that's really where the value um uh, was, you know, so gathering commodities, you know, was commoditized, as we say now, and manufacturing was the high value, high margin innovation uh, that we started to see at scale. And so, you know, if you look in the United States, you know, industrial revolution, fast forward to, um, you know, 2000, then we went into the services economy. So uh, manufacturing became commoditized, what was high margin and innovative now became commoditized and low margin and so, you know, we went from 90% of people farming to the 90% of people manufacturing. And if you look at the uh, data today, 1.3% of people farm, 10% are in manufacturing, and the remaining 89% are in services. And so that's kind of where we're at today. Well, what's, what's the future? And if you look at the future, it's really in creating amazing experiences. That's where the, the value is. That's where the margin is. And so simple examples are, you know, if you look at a brewery, Back in the day, you know, they were functional to manufacture. Now they've turned them into experience centers where you pay a premium, you know, to drink where they make the product. And so, 
you know, how do we drive that really great experience? And so, you know, if you look at, you know, the future, if you follow that trend line, it would say, you know, fast forward 50 to 100 years and 90% of people will be creating great experiences and paying to, for those experiences and uh, 10% or less will be in services. It's those which are high margin will become commoditized. And so, you know, that that's really why we think experiences is important. We believe it's the future. And, you know, as we've uh, wonderfully done, created efficiencies in manufacturing and housing and food supply, um, you know, that's really where people want to spend their time. And so as we dig in, I'll give you guys one example. I'll just walk through how this has played out. And we'll talk about the experience of a birthday party um, over the years. And then we're going to ladder this back to you know, property management and resident experience. So if you look at uh, the birthday experience, you know, celebrated for, for a long time, you know, a couple hundred years ago, it was, you know, people got together and, you know, maybe they made a cake, uh, they celebrated, uh, but they got together and spent some time. You know, if you look um, at, at that first stage though, let's say they were making a birthday cake. They were getting their own sugar, flour, eggs, they'd whip it up really the only cost was their time. You know, fast forward to call it the 1900s, we started to introduce cake mix. And so cake mix was great. You know, for a buck, you now got all of that in one batch. It was consistent, good quality. And all I had to do was just throw it in, stir it up, easy to bake a cake, a lot more convenient. And so what you see is you went from commodities, which were effectively pennies, if you were to gather your own, um, um, or, you know, or purchase just those raw materials and make your own cake. So now you're paying a buck. So that manufacturer is paying those few cents, applying some labor. And, and now you have the, um, the uh, cake mix they're selling for a dollar. Well, if you get more into the 80s and 90s, people started saying, well, I, you know, I'm so busy. I'm going to go to the store. I'm going to buy, I'm actually going to buy a cake. It's 15 bucks. You know, so that person took the, the raw materials, the cake mix, they spent a buck, some labor and now sell it for 15 I'm going to buy some napkins, some candles, whatever. Um, and, you know, fast forward to today, I'm, I'm sure a lot of you could, could align to this. How many people have said, you know what, I'm just going to outsource the whole thing. We're going to go to a, a, a place that throws a great experience, a Chuck E. Cheese, Dave and Buster's. We're going to spend a couple hundred bucks and like the whole thing is, is a great experience. And so as you kind of look at that economic value, you've gone for something where, you know, it was free to a dollar to 15 to $200 for that birthday experience. And so that's what we're looking at, you know, across different industries, you know, where things are headed is, you know, those raw materials, those manufacturing services will still exist. Um, but where the high margin and the opportunity is going is in experiences. And so when we think about, you know, really the future of the resident experience and the future of the property management industry, you know, a lot of people, when we talk to them, they rightly say we're in the service business. You know, we're, we're in the service business, you know, but if you, if, if you really think about, well, where are things headed? How do we create great experiences and why is creating great experiences good for the industry? You know, it builds the industry up. People want to be part of it. And ultimately from a business standpoint, it gives you other monetization opportunities. You know, so imagine yourself being the, the cake manufacturer, you know, think about IBM back in the day, who then went into services, you know, and kind of followed that value chain. You know, well, now I'm providing the property management service. You know, well, if I move into the experience and I'm focused on creating an amazing experience, what type of monetization can you gain from whether it's residents, whether it's your investors, 
Um, and so that's really why we believe from a business standpoint uh, that the experience matters so much. So, um, yeah, so I think we can go ahead and jump into now, you know, what, what that resident experience looks like, unless you want to add anything to that, Andrew. Hey, I'll just ask in the chat, you know, is this good stuff? Is that an illuminating framework, you know, to just think about, wow, it used to be 89% here, now it's 89% here, 10% here, and just how that's shifted over time. And it allows you to see a little bit of what's next. And if you know what's going to happen, then you know what to do, right? If you know what's going to happen, then you know what to do. Um, so I love what you said there, Thad, about what we're hearing from industry leaders today is that correctly they've said they're in the service business, but now they're saying we're in the experience business. And they're thinking about how do we create experiences so good for residents that they don't want to leave? How do we create experiences for investors that they don't want to sell? They want to hold, they want to buy more, right? How do we create experiences for our team so that talent wants to be in this business, wants to grow in this business, wants to give their best, right, to this business? Um, those are the kind of questions that are guiding industry leaders today. Now, I think what makes sense next is we've covered why experience matters, why we use that word, why we use that terminology. Uh, what's the point of view there? And I want to talk next, Thad, and hear your thoughts on making professional property management differentiated through delivering the number one resident experience, investor experience, right? team experience. And so specifically resident experience, since that's the breakout that we're in, um, can you talk a little bit about making resident experience your competitive advantage as a property manager? Yeah. Yeah. So when, uh, you know, something you said, Andrew, that, you know, we think a lot about, and I'd say we're very passionate about is, you know, how do we create a rental or resident experience so good you know, that everyone wants to be involved and really drive a, a wedge between the accidental landlord and the professional landlord. And, you know, when we think about resident experience, um, one of the kind of starting points or a tool we see is the resident benefit package and really how it's a tool uh, to articulate the value uh, that a professional manager brings. And so one thing I want to start with is, you know, when, when we talk to folks um, about resident experience, professional managers already do so much that create a great resident experience versus if you were to, you know, find something off Craigslist. And so an example I'll give, um, you know, how many folks, you know, if you think about it, the fact that you use vetted vendors or you enforce your lease, you know, a lot of you, you know, you've had that, that resident who got upset got angry, you might think, oh, this is, this is not creating a good resident experience. But I'm sure all of you, and I'll say this for myself, if I was renting a property, I want a good lease. I want an enforceable lease. I want someone who's going to follow the rules and, and kind of stand up for the, the, you know, the right thing. And so you know, ultimately, we look at just the fact you have vetted vendors, that you have a lease, basic things like you have online payment portals. These all create a great resident experience. You know, if you go over to you know, call it Craigslist, Facebook Marketplace now, and you just find a you know property. Maybe it's a dentist who has a you know moved and wants to rent out their old home. It's an investment property. Um, you know you might be stuck on 
a two week delay between trying to get up with someone and they might send out their cousin Vinny to try and help you out with the HVAC when it breaks. And we've all had that, you know, heard that you've a lot of us probably have experienced that and it's not a great experience. And so we kind of look at, you know, for the professional industry, what are the things they already intuitively do uh, that create a resident, a great resident experience. And then we see, you know, the, the resident benefit pay package is really, that's the tool to articulate this value. And so when, when you're looking at, you know, what are those things that I do are valuable? Again, a lot of folks already have four five, six, seven things that they're doing that create a great experience. But how often are we going to residents? How often are we going to investors and our team and actually, you know, making the point to share, hey, we do this and it's valuable to you and here's why. And so that's one thing we believe is, is, is really important is, you know, articulating that message, you know, framing it in the why and that people really appreciate it and will see that value. And as you know, you think through a resident benefit package, you know, many services that, you know, we offer our, our friends and partners offer that go into them, you know, everything from, you know, filter delivery, uh, which, you know, the resident experience there, they're saving energy. Um, you know, the property um, owner is, and, and the investor, you know, they're reducing their, their maintenance expense. And then for the team, you know, they're getting that benefit of, um, you know, less interaction. So you can kind of go down the list from resident rewards. You know, if you, if you rent from someone on Facebook Marketplace, are you going to earn rewards every time you pay rent? Are you going to be able to have good interaction, um, you know, with your property manager? And so, you know, things like that we think are big. You know, one, one item, uh, credit building that I really think, it, you know, um, just to go a little deeper on this and some of the impact. You know, if you think about, um, you know, credit for a resident, I'm going to share some numbers real quick. But, you know, for a home that is $300,000, if you have a credit score between 620 and 650, so a credit score between 620 and 650, and the home is $300,000. Over the life of that loan, you will pay approximately $70,000 more in interest. Uh, that's $70,000 more in interest than if your credit score was over uh, 740. And so, you know, when you look at these numbers, these are big numbers. They're, they're meaningful, they're impactful. And so, you know, a simple thing like, you know, helping their, the resident build their credit is huge. And so, you know, doing something like credit building where, you know, effectively you're opening up the um, a loan with each of the credit bureaus. And then, you know, for a lot of folks, they may not have a lot of credit card history. They may not have a lot of payments or a lot of loans. This now is their, typically their biggest payment is now on a loan that they're now paying down and building credit. And, you know, there's been various studies, you know, there's a tons of um, companies that provide this kind of service. And, you know, so we're seeing things like Goldman Sachs did a study anywhere from, you know, over 40 points improvement, um, which, you know, 40 points from the 600s uh, would actually be probably around a 30K savings. And so you're talking about saving somebody $30,000 just by simply reporting something out that they're already doing. Um, and when we look back to that resident experience, you know, this is amazing, but, you know, articulating that value to them and showing that is a big piece of that puzzle so that they feel the love, they feel the, the benefit and the reward and kind of understand that value. And by the way, you know, back to, uh, I know this is the resident experience, but as we think about that triple win, it incentivizes on time rent payments, which is a win for you, the owner. And so, you know, that, that can be very impactful. And so, 
you know, um, anyway, anywho, that's, um, you know, as we kind of look at, you know, the resident experience today, that's what we really see as a tool saying, all right, as a professional manager, you know, how can I take all the value I'm adding and start to create these vehicles where I can say, hey, I have expansion opportunity now to continue to say, here's the things that I'm doing to differentiate. Here's what's giving the uh, professional manager competitive advantage. And by the way, you know, that, that moat builds. Imagine having in the future 30 different services. You know, imagine being the Chuck E. Cheese now. I'm selling the cake. I'm also selling the candles, the napkins, you know, the ball pin pit, you know, I'm buying, I'm selling t-shirts, right? And so as the property manager, what are all these amazing things that, that you can offer that create a great resident experience? You know, they, they attract residents. Investors want to be part of that because they want to be competitive. And by the way, on the back end, not only are you creating a better experience, but you're growing your business. You know, and we imagine a future where, you know, if you look at the property management industry and you can just see, see where things are headed with technology, um, you know, really trying to automate and, and uh, innovate on the kind of basic service of, well, you know, you can lease a property, you can collect rent and kind of automate that. That's where you really see over time, those services margins will compress. And that's where we, we see it as key to move into the experience economy and kind of grow those margins. So I'll pause there, Andrew. I don't know if uh, any comments or anything you want to add to that. Listen, we'd love comments, reactions, questions from, from the audience here. We'll come back uh, to those in a minute. Um, I just want to point something out, that about what you covered here, which is that the mission that property management leaders are on is saying, we don't want a skinny line between a professional property manager and the sales agents when the sales market cools down and they decide they want to get into property management, right? The accidental, the self-manager, right? The people who are dedicated to creating excellent experiences and driving a wider gap, right? Between the professional and these folks. And I just want to, I want to say this respectfully, but there are companies out there who are trying to empower sales agents, accidental self-managers to collect rent, to find a tenant, to coordinate maintenance. Trying to do is they're trying to close this gap, right? They're trying to help these people be more professional, right? And what we want to do is put a freaking Grand Canyon between the professional property manager and the kind of experiences they can create. And that's what a resident benefits package is, you know, really all about. Um, it's about creating the number one resident experience. And it's the kind of thing property managers can hang their hat on, not just in talking to residents, but also when talking to potential investors of here's all the things that we can do and the kind of things we can deliver and the kind of experiences that we can create that are going to be relevant, attractive, right? And ultimately deliver not just a win for the resident, but also a win and better financial outcomes and experiences for you as well. Less HVAC maintenance bills because filters are getting changed on time. More on-time rent payments, right? Thanks to credit rewards. Hey, you know, everything gets set up more seamlessly thanks to a utility or move-in connection concierge and a number of other things, right, that are happening here. Um, better articulating this more clearly so that it's night and day between a professional and a self-manager. Um, so I love how you laid that out. Hopefully people appreciate the drawings uh, while you're talking. If that's fun, we'd love to see that in the chat. Uh, if you're appreciating that, 
And what we'd like to go to next that is, listen, people are here for the future of resident experience. What are, and listen, we're not asking you as CEO of Second Nature to commit to a specific date, a specific service, exactly how it'll work. But come on, man, like, let's talk about some of the exciting things that we see in the years ahead uh, and share that with this group. So you're thinking about the future and, you know, I mean, this is what we do all day is, you know, we, we work with um, you know, over a thousand property managers. We're constantly talking to them. We're talking to other, you know, vendors, innovators, and really understanding, you know, where's the future headed and what does it look like? And, you know, when, when I think about, you know, Andrew shared, you know, there's people on a mission to say, you know, how do we, how do we create a service that's just good enough? Um, and, you know, so, so our question is, you know, how do we create an experience that's so great, you know, it, it, it overcomes that. And so when we think through some future products, you know, something, you know, we're starting to hear a lot about is, you know, all right, if I've got a resident, you know, they're moving into a new, um, you know, let's say they're moving into town for the first time, start mapping out, like, what are all the interactions that they're going to have in that home? And, you know, some of the easy ones um, are, yeah, you know, they've got to move in, they've got movers, you know, a lot of folks may want some cleaning and a lawn service, you know, but even things around like, you know, restaurants. And so I, I'm sure some of you have stayed at maybe like an Airbnb or a short term. And I know some of you, um, you know, even on this call, do this kind of thing of like, you know, is there like a neighborhood welcome package? You know, here's things you can do. Here's people you can talk to, you know, maybe even having a concierge on staff um, that's there to help folks out. And, you know, the question becomes, all right, you know, none of these things, you know, are, are free, you know, but, you know, what kind of value can you drive and, and what are people willing to pay for? And so, you know, as, as we think about, you know, the resident experience too, um, you know, resident empowerment is a big trend, um, you know, that we're seeing of, and COVID really kicked this off. You know, how many folks were doing, um, you know, uh, self-showings and self-inspection quite a bit during COVID that really drove almost everybody to try it out. And what people find is like some of the things that we were fearful about or some things that go wrong, you know, they did, right? Things are going to go wrong, but largely, you know, highly effective. And so as you start to think through, you know, what things can we empower residents to do, like doing their own inspections for their home and what, and you know, what are, what I really like about, you know, just talking about maybe an inspection or other activities you know, getting them change their filters, whatever it may be is, you know, it's often a, a better experience for everybody. You know, it's lower cost and lower friction for the property manager. It's, it's more convenient for the resident, you know, and some, something simple like inspections, you know, the idea that a resident can do their own inspection, you know, whether it be once or twice a year, um, you know, it gets the data and the information, of the property manager, it makes the investor feel comfortable, but then for the resident, it's actually good for them. You know, it helps keep them accountable on their security deposit. And so we're really starting to see a lot of, you know, innovation and things around there. Um, you know, another area that, you know, we, we hear about all the time is when you think about, you know, home warranties, um, just curious, uh, how does that make people hey, feel? How, how hang do they on, Thad, hang on. You know, that's a four letter word in a room like this, <laughs> home warranty, I mean. We got yeah, to get some purple soap uh, for our mouths if we're going to say home warranties too many times, all right? Yeah, I, I, saw, I saw some of these actions, some, some thumbs down. 
you know, and in the way we look at this, hate them so much. Yes. Yes. They're, um, you know, and, I'm, and from talking to a lot of folks, it's one of those things like, you know, people show up and they go, oh, I already have one. I bought the house with one. I don't want to worry about this. And I think thinking through, you know, I love that session with Chris Boss earlier. What, what, what is the what? what? What do people want out of that? Right. And, and so I think, you know, the, the questions we're looking at is, all right, over time, you know, between uh, collaborating with maintenance, you know, in vendors, uh, collaborating with investors, you know, is there experience um, around uh, home warranties and home maintenance where there is an opportunity to better monetize, create a better experience, right? And so, you know, I think that's an area where there's naturally a level of demand. Um, you know, there's naturally an interest from folks. And so, you know, rather than resist, you know, is there innovation um, around that that can really drive that and become a large revenue center for folks? And I, I'm loving the comments, oil and water. You know, that is the reality today. The, the home warranties on the market are oil <laughs> to, to your water. And so, you know, what are the innovation there? Um, and, you know, some other ideas too that, you know, um, we're seeing is, you know, there's something nice about renting, right? You don't have to worry about a thing. Something breaks, you pick up the phone, you know, today you pick up the phone, go on the app, call, pick up the number. And so, you know, as you really start to dial in um, that experience, you create this amazing kind of living experience. Um, is that something you could actually take in market to individual homeowners? You know, someone may buy and own their home, but would they want your management services of, yeah, I do want that really good resident experience. I do want my maintenance handled, right? And is that a further monetization opportunity? So, you know, as we really start to think through, you know, the future of the resident experience, some of it, you know, it wouldn't make sense if you talk to a cake manufacturer in 1880 or 1920 and said, you know, do you want to sell uh, some napkins to some snotty kids? They'd say, what are you talking about, right? But if you follow that economic progression of value, you know, you may find yourself in, in business opportunities or industries, you know, that don't even exist today. And so that's kind of the, some of the things we're thinking about, um, you know, when we talk to folks and we're hearing is, you know, how do we find some of these kind of nagging problems, innovate and turn them into solutions, you know, and what, and if you kind of follow the road long enough, what are some opportunities that open up, you know, that may not even be on the table today. So. Mm. Thad, I love what you covered there. Yeah, you know, it's like home warranties. They're not built for rental property management, right? It, it's built for something else. That it, I, there's not many people who would say, I love my home warranty company, yet such a percentage of owners are attracted to that. And so it's understanding what's that motivation underneath it and what's a whole different way we can eliminate the pains of sitting on hold for three hours, right? Trying to process a claim it doesn't work. Like we already have the vendor network, right? As a professional property manager, we already have these things figured out how to do this. You're, you've got a process that works and trying to fit into someone else's process. It's a broken, terrible experience, right? And so that leaves some big opportunities for what property managers might be able to do down the road. I love what you said about property management for homeowners, right? And you just think about being able to scale parts of your business and competencies and great process that you've built, offering it to a different vertical, different customer. We see so much now property managers moving into adjacent businesses, right? And as opposed to just a property management trade, 
right? They're looking at adjacent categories to property management, like HOA, like in-housing a maintenance operation, like brokerage services, right? And I would say RBP and resident experience, these home services, right, is an additional revenue and income stream, right, that's layering on. And I think property managers have recognized, you know, a management fee alone and a tenant placement fee alone and applicant application fee alone, right, is not going to build the exciting business, right, of tomorrow to be in and looking for these kind of opportunities to create great experiences. People might find themselves, uh, you know, with, with a diversified business, uh, a stronger business, a more differentiated business, um, that again, it's gonna be hard for somebody on their own to duplicate who's not committed to being excellent in this space. And so, Thad, with a couple minutes left, is there any parting words or there was maybe a question in the chat you wanted to address? Any final thoughts? Yeah, it sounds like we will have time for questions, but uh, Laura, I believe it asked uh, the resident rewards, how they earned, how they tracked. Um, and so the, the short answer to that, Laura, um, you know, essentially every time they pay rent, you know, that's tracked right out of, you know, the, the property management system. And then over time, those rewards accrue. And then, you know, just like anyone who has a credit card rewards program, some folks like to go in and, you know, smash spend their uh, points every single uh, month. Other folks like to accrue and get a bigger item, but they're naturally just accruing as they pay their rent on time. So, uh, Trent, we got questions. You got one? Also, you could give Trent a question. Um, how about that? We could mix it up. What's the number one reason residents stay or leave a property? Now, there's a couple ways to answer this question. Okay, a couple ways to answer this question. One would be, what's the number one reason statistically and just overall? Another one would be, what's the number one reason that's in a property manager's control? Yep. Right? And those might be two different answers. And I, I believe that Michael McCreary's answer is correct for the latter, uh, which would be negative maintenance experiences is one of the biggest drivers of one-star reviews. It's one of the biggest drivers of people moving out. And it, it, what's interesting is sometimes it's a resident thinking, if I leave this house, if I leave uh, you know, this lease, if I leave this property manager, then my problems will disappear. And yet what caused the maintenance issue is something like not changing the air filter on time, right? And unfortunately, that behavior follows them. And so the problem follows them, <laughs> the experience follows them, right, et cetera. And so what we're seeing property managers do is say, rather than being reactive, and property managers need to know how to react well. They need to know how to respond well. Everyone needs a great maintenance communication process, coordination process, great vendors, everything all through it. Like, so that is critically important no matter how much is prevented. But if property managers can get upstream and start to proactively prevent these kind of issues, right? Through a filter delivery program. One of the cool things on the slate for the future is sending drain cleaner, right? Imagine like a pixie stick that people just flush down a toilet or wash down a sink in like 
two seconds and it's that easy and it shows up when it's time to do it. Imagine eliminating 30% of your plumbing calls the way that property managers have eliminated 38% of HVAC issues. That would be a triple win, right? Better experience for residents, better for investors, and better for property managers to focus on the things that can't be prevented. And we've heard um, Evan Howard's on this call. One of his customers, Kyle Hendricks, saw their renewal percentage go up 2% after implementing a resident benefits package. And it's not because they implemented a resident benefits package. It's because of what's in the package that's going to work, that's shifting people's experience and creating something different, right? That's what's creating a different result. Um, and so great question. I think that was Chase who dropped that in there. Excellent question, my friend. Thank you. Um, Nicole, do you find pushback implementing RBP? Great question. Ask hundreds of our customers who are on uh, this Zoom. I'll let them reply directly to that. I would, what we see is it, it's negligible. You know, I, I won't say zero 100% of the time, 365 days a year, but it's negligible. It's always usually inflated in anticipation how much it'll be. And importantly, you've got to get your pricing right and you've got to get your implementation and execution right. The best practices of how to market it, how to present it, how to position it. And that is something Second Nature can help you with whether you end up having us fully manage it for you or decide to do it yourself. We can show you the best practices that property managers are using. Well, hey, with a minute left, I just want to encourage for everyone in this group, if you have questions about what goes in a resident benefits package, if you have questions about, you know, do I do this at new lease? Do I do this at renewal? How, with the number of services going on here, like how does that all get managed? Like that's eight different portals, everything else. I can't go into how Second Nature addresses this with time here, but book a profit map call and you don't have to work with Second Nature. The point of the profit map call is just to show you, here's what property managers in your market are doing. Uh, here's what they're including. Here's the kind of pricing that's working based on the service and product mix. Uh, you can get that with no strings attached. Thad, thanks so much for your expertise and everything here. That's all for this episode of The Triple Win. Thanks go out to Carol Housel and Jeff Tucker for everything they do to put these episodes together. And we want to remind everyone that you can find more resources, upcoming events, a link to our private Facebook group where the conversation continues in between these episodes with other professional property managers. All of that you can find at rbp.secondnature.com. Again, that's rbp.secondnature.com. And until next time, keep transforming what it means to be in professional property management by finding and applying your next triple win. We want it to be true that every time we see you, we see a better version of you and your business. With that, cheers. <laughs>